And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. I suppose, happy Halloween. You might hear uh, some fireworks going off in the background because it is Halloween evening and myself and Davey are recording the podcast as always. And um, Davey, I suppose there's no other place to start with the podcast this evening other than the We Are Mead derby uh, that took place uh, earlier today in Gail Column Kill Kells in Park Column Kill. Um, and I suppose we better we better talk about that. But both of us went over to Kells for the meeting of Courtown St Dalton's Gales and Simonstown in the um, in the uh, replay of the minor Division Four uh, final. And it went to extra time once again. Only a kick of a ball between the two teams, and we were served up a really good game in very difficult conditions. It has to be said. Yeah, yeah, it, it took. It took just almost three hours in all of football for them to be separated. And as you say, there was nothing really in it in the end. Uh, like the gas thing is Simons then were the better side probably the first day and they were the better side again the second day. But I have to say the Sinultons and Corte and Gales, the, the grit and determination that they showed at different stages of, of the two games really to stick with Simons then was great. Um, But like the better side won. I don't think there's any qualms about that. Uh. Simon Stenz burned a number of great goal opportunities throughout that game. But in fairness to, to our lads, they just kept plugging away and they kept getting themselves back in the contest. And uh, it was horrendous conditions. Like the rain was torrential and the pitch was well cut up as well by the end of it too. So it wasn't ideal compared to what they played in two weeks ago. But it was just as entertaining and it was one of those games that you couldn't take your eyes off. Um, and it was a great advert, I thought, for, for underage football in Mead, really. Yeah, you couldn't take your eyes off it and you couldn't take your jacket off either. Um, it was, or your umbrella, yeah. Or your umbrella. Well, you were lucky enough to have an umbrella, Davey. You wouldn't even share it with me because your <laughs> your side were losing. But yeah, totally entertaining game. A huge crowd as well in Kells for the game. Yeah, well, it, it generated a, a big interest the last and I suppose after how good the game was, there was likely to be more people at a bank holiday Monday. Nothing really else on as well. So um, good venue for it too, you know, and... Uh, yeah, there was a huge crowd. Um, but but it, two good sides. Simon's down like were the more polished side. The the under fifteens who actually came on in the first game for them and made a difference when they came on started, and that gave them the impetus in the first half of this game to really give themselves that platform to go on. There were some really really talented players there. Um, but yeah, the br- future is bright. I think for both. But congratulations yeah. to Simon's down, great win. 
Yeah, and uh, we even, on uh, Halloween Day, we even got some fireworks in the game as well. So there was a couple of little schmozzles, but uh, great to see the lads getting stuck in. It was a very uh, well-spirited game, in fairness. There was a, um, plenty of uh, fair hits and plenty of great tackling, plenty of great scores as well from both sides. And as you said, bright future for both uh, uh, of those teams if they can stay together and, and move on. And, and all three clubs will benefit from the players that are coming through from uh, that uh, from both teams because they were absolutely excellent and now we're it, it, we're not it's not uh, we have to say that the only reason that we're talking about it is because both of us were at the game we're not we're not um picking out only that division four um minor final um, if we were at any of the other finals we would talk about them as well but i suppose a little bit of bias from both of us um, to bring that up um, on the podcast. Again, another thing that we want to bring up, Davey, before we move on, because we've got a whole lot of things to get through. We've got uh, screen ladies, the Dundry uh, hurlers. We've got results from the under 20s. We've got Leinster club fixtures coming up on the next weekend. We've got club fixtures at under 20 and under 21 hurling level. We've got the regional championship as well. There's so much football going and hurling going on over the next couple of weeks. But we want to give a huge shout out to uh, the Dunshockland Royal Gales Football Club. Uh, we uh, were lucky enough to be invited over to celebrate their uh, recent successes and honour some of their uh, previous successes from uh, way back when. Um, and um, we were emceeing the event, Davy. Uh, a brilliant, brilliant night in Knightsbrook and Trim, um, honouring some past legends of the club and uh, future legends, I suppose, because of the successes that they've had in the last few years. Yeah, it was a brilliant night. You know, there was there was an awful lot, as you said, going on. I think we honoured five or six different teams and all stretching back some 40 years, really, um, to up until last year. And uh, that's a club going from stri- uh, strength to strength. There was 250 people plus packed into the room. And uh, it's just a great night. Really, really good. They're, they're lovely people over in Dunshockland. Excellent committee that run the club uh, to a fine standard as well. And uh, you... It was interesting just talking to Frank Gologli actually uh, off off air or off off stage, and he was saying, you know, that twelve months ago in their AGM, it was all doom and gloom after the relegation from senior, and they didn't really know where they were going to go. And then fast forward twelve months, and they're having a dinner dance honouring so many teams, and they're after winning the intermediate championship, you know, and regain their senior status. So they, like they're a club on the up. They've got some excellent facilities over there as well, and uh, they're they're going to win plenty more in the coming years in both. Uh, men's and ladies because the ladies team have made incredible strides over the last number of years as well so uh, a terrific club yeah a terrific club and again thanks to the committee for all their hard work it was a brilliant brilliant night and um, yeah uh, there's going to be plenty more nights like that for uh, Dunchockland in the coming years I have no doubt but uh, a quick uh, shout out to them Davy. I suppose we'll move on now and we're going to go to the Leinster um intermediate football championship and it was screen who were playing in the semi-final against the loud champions cooley kickums and screen got away with an eight point victory here 316 to cooley kickums 3-8 and i suppose kira smith's down on the day with 2-8 of that 316 uh, a phenomenal tally for the young pretender there from uh, screen yeah, absolutely incredible performance from her. I mean, screen were cruising. They were coasting through this game with five minutes to go to half time. I think they were 15 points up. And then Cooley kicked uh, 2-2 without response in the remaining minutes of the first half. And 
I think he had it back to seven and half time and probably threatened to come back, but screen just did enough to keep uh, their opponents at arm's length. As you said, Kira Smith absolutely outstanding with two goals and eight points, and Ellie Murphy contributed one too. Amy O'Dowd got two points. She's the daughter of uh, former Mead manager and current screen ladies manager Mick O'Dowd. And it's just a brilliant win for them because Cooley were coming off the back of beating Castle Knock comprehensively in the round previous to this. Uh, they've got some county class. I was only chatting to Kit Henry uh, Saturday night. He's obviously the new loud ladies manager, and he was, um, you know, waxing lyrical about some of the players that were going to be on show for Cooley Kickums. And it, it's just a brilliant win for Screen. Uh, obviously, into the Leinster final now, and a chance of more silverware for them. And seeing a lovely piece on Laura O'Rourke, who's yeah, uh, married to Phelan, and you know she's five young kids. And uh, she lined out at wing forward and put in a, a Trojan performance there. Like it's it's incredible. Like so, you have the likes of Kira Smith, Amy O'Dowd, and a few other really young, good young up and coming players. And then you have the likes of Laura, who's been soldiering for years and she's still doing it. Like so, it's a great blend. And they're obviously going to go up to senior and probably like Dunshockland and Royal Gales, maybe in many respects, have done in recent years. They're going to be going up and targeting like a real crack at the, the big hitters and that. Like they're not going to be a yo-yo team or a team that's going to bounce straight back down or anything like that. Well, I certainly don't think they will. I I think they're they have a terrific future ahead of them. But uh, more immediately, their eyes are firmly fixed on the Leinster final now. Yeah, well, uh, brilliant stuff from the screen ladies through, as Davey said, to that Leinster final where they will play against the Longford Slashers. So um, we will uh, be bringing more news on that in uh, the next week or so when we get the fixture and the whole lot. But absolutely incredible stuff from screen. screen. What a story it's been for them. Davey, we had another team out in Le Leinster action on the weekend. Of course, it was. Dundery Hurlers, they were in the Leinster Junior Championship and they were taking on the Loud Champion St. Feckins. Just didn't go well for Dundery on the day. Um, a day to forget, really. Just nothing went right for them. Yeah, it was one of them. They just could not get themselves going. It, it, I'll be honest, I think it's worrying. And I and I, I don't mean Dundery specifically. I think that if, if our intermediate champions are losing to the loud senior champions. No disrespect to St. Feckins or anything like that. I think there's only three teams like in the loud senior championship or whatever. Uh, but this was obviously a junior championship uh, hurling in Leinster. But like there's there's the whole talk about the restructuring of the Mead championships at the minute. And this would probably back up the need for change, I feel, in that, you know, Dundry are going up to, to senior B or to senior group B of next year. Um, and realistically are they fit to compete with we'll say whatever's in group b but then what's what's ahead of them in group a i'm I'm not so sure i think that's where it probably needs to be looked at but they were they were well beaten some feckins were just they played with more intensity they had a higher tempo to their game and dundry despite the fact luke martin kept them in touch for long parts of the game with six or seven points they never really could get anywhere close and the goal straight after half time for feckins put the game to bed and uh, Dundry were well beaten. They finished with 14 men in the end too. A disappointing end to what's been a really good year for them, Mickey. Obviously, the intermediate was their sole focus and sometimes it's hard to get back going after winning the championship and to try and uh, to try and refocus yourself to go in the Leinster championship. But uh, unfortunately, it, it just wasn't to be for them on Saturday. Yeah, and we will be doing a full review of that game over on our Loyal Royals podcast where Davey caught up with Tommy Levy after the game. We're going to incorporate that into our uh, Leinster 
club action roundup and uh, fixtures and results on over on our uh, Patreon forward slash We Are Me podcast over there, the Loyal Royals. We have a whole host of uh, Loyal Royals podcasts coming out this week. We're going to do our uh, annual managerial merry-go-round. Um, it's already started. There's a lot of clubs. It's a scary time of the year, not only because it's Halloween, but it's a scary time for the clubs because they're all out there trying to find uh, their own uh, manager and management teams at the minute. There's a lot of clubs in Mead. It seems to be, you know, becoming more and more of a thing, Davy. That managers are only doing one year with a club. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a worrying trend. I really, really do. I think last year we we went through it in in such detail on several di- different podcasts. We're going to have to do something similar this year. There's uh, genuinely from quick maths. I think there's about seventy five to eighty percent of the clubs that are changing managers this year across senior, intermediate, junior, A and junior B football in Mead. Like that's that's a worrying, worrying trend. Is it? Um, is it that? Is it that clubs demand too much? Do they demand success straight away? Is that the problem, or is it that? I suppose this year has been a weird year in that we came out of uh, the pandemic, the lockdown. Everybody has been locked up for a, a couple of years, and we're seeing it as well. The amount of players that are now, you know, kind of stepping away from football and saying, "Well, do you know what? I want to get a bit of my life back." and I want to go traveling and there's a massive amount of players apparently leaving for australia the states canada and south america uh, next year and some clubs are going to be absolutely decimated when that happens I, that that is going to happen and that that is going to be a factor but to go back to your first question about do clubs expect too much yeah Yes, they do. I mean, we'd always, we'd all love to be competing for a championship year in, year out. But by and large, there's only a small selection of clubs within each grade that realistically can have our hopes of competing for championships. And others have to be realistic and set goals that are realistic, I think, as well. Similarly to that, managers have to go in there. And to me, nearly the max a manager kind of gives or is given is two years to go and either win a championship or get within a whisker of winning it and then step aside and leave it off to the next person. I I just, I know it's a difference of the club and county, but the Colin Collins example in Clare for me is, is a brilliant one, right? He's, he's going into his 10th year with Clare next year, senior uh, football team in Clare. Probably the longest reigning manager in county management. In probably the in the country. Yeah. In, in county or club, do you know? But but what I'm getting at there is Clare have realistic goals. They absolutely they'd love to be competing for Munster Championships and Division Two. But they probably set themselves realistic ones of we'd say this year getting into the quarterfinals, staying up in Division Two, whatever it may be. I think clubs need to be a little bit more like that. Is in pick your goals. If that's a winning a cup competition, if it's getting promotion in a league, if it's getting out of a group stage of a championship, that constitutes a successful year. Not. Oh, we, we lost the final by five or six points. We're going to switch the manager now and, and try and get someone in to rectify. It doesn't work like that. But by by what we're seeing on the ground with the with the proportion of clubs that are looking to make a switch at the minute. And the gas thing about it is I have probably uh, 30 plus managers who have left. I think I only have one or two names beside those clubs who have filled them in so far. So, like, yeah. there's some amount of interviews going on at the moment uh, well, throughout the county. Now, I know that'll that'll yeah, fill that'll itself be, in as we go. Exactly. It's yeah, it's it's concerning. I I don't like it. I I don't like the trend. Yeah, I think 
Look, we'll go into it in more depth on our uh, managerial merry-go-round podcast over on our Loyal Royals podcast, but we will have another uh, Loyal po- Royals podcast later in the week, and that's going to be the regional, the Dioralite Regional Championship review. We will have commentary on Tuesday night and Wednesday night this week from Dungani on two of the selected games, so do look out for uh, that. We won't obviously be able to do all four games because they all the, the two games take place at the same time on on Tuesday night and two on, at the same time on Wednesday night, but there's a half an hour difference between them. But uh, yeah, so do look out for that. We'll be sending out the links um, in the next day or two for those. So we will have our regional review with interviews with managers and players from the regional championship, which has been a massive success so far. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Okay, Davey, we're going to move on now and we're going to do results from the Under-21 Hurling Championship and, of course, the Under-20s Football Championship. There's a lot of results to get through here. Yeah, absolutely. We'll start in the N2 Electrical Under-21 Hurling Championship and there was uh, a handful of games played on Sunday, the 30th of October. The first one being in Dunsany between Kilmesson and Clannagale and Kilmesson had a comfortable 2-22 to 1-9 victory in that one. In round two action as well between Kaline and Retolt, it was Kaline or sorry, Kaline Longwood at that amalgamation defeated Retolt 312 to 17. And the final game in this particular group was in Father Plunkett Memorial Park, and it was Kildalki who recorded uh sorry, it wasn't. It was uh it was a draw between Kildalki and Trim, uh three twelve, which is twenty-one points, to Trim's one eighteen, which is also twenty-one points. So the point share between those Titans of the Harlem World and Mead. Yeah, Trim and Kalai and Longwood are sharing the spoils at the top of the table with three points each, followed by Rathoth and Kilmessel on two, Kildaki and Clan Nagale on one point. So that group of uh, six teams is still extremely tight. Everybody has a point on the board in that one. In the under-21 B Hurland Championship um, on Sunday, there was three games in Stamullen, Dunhamore, Ashburn scored eight goals and ten points, two St. Pat's, one goal and six, Dunhamore, Ashburn, really going from strength to strength at the moment in all uh, grades of hurling. In Kilberry on Sunday, it was Drumree 5-17, Wolf Tones 1-11. We saw a couple of clips from this game. Davey, we were talking to some of the Drumree faithful in the Knightsbrook Hotel on Sunday evening. They would be uh, the Dunshockland part of the Drumree Club. And uh, yeah, they were they were well happy with their um, result in that one. A huge victory for them. And then Navin O'Matney's got a walkover from Rathod's second team. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's... Oh no, it's not. I was going to say it was Rathod's second 
uh, handed up or walk, walk over, but they were beaten by St. Pat's the first day out, 7-16 to four points. So uh, Navin O'Matney's on top of the table with four points, and Dunham or Ashburn have three. Drumree, two. St. Pat's, two. And Wolf Tones have one point. But uh, the Drumree lads, Davy. You know, they were singing their own praises on uh, on Sunday evening. Yeah, Malibu milk fueled drumree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell you, yeah. it's rocket fuel. Yeah, um, I, I believe uh, I believe the Nicebrook Hotel ran out of milk after we left. So yeah, yeah, Sean Doyle went to town on it. But uh, no, yeah, they, they had a great win. So they were quite entitled to have their few bevies after that win. Um, looking to the under 21 uh, A Hurling Championship. There was two games played on Sunday. First one in Kiltail. Kiltail uh, recorded a big victory over Nafina, 3-14 to a 15 points. Uh, an own frame inspired Kiltail in that one. And in the other game taking place in Ratmaline, it was Ratmaline who had eight points to spare over St. Peter's Dunboyne, 2-15 to 2-7. And uh, what that means for the table is, despite the fact uh, Lock Crew Gales slash uh, Gail Collin-Kill and Ratmaline have just played one game. They are still top with two points, uh, but they're joined there by Kiltail and St. Peter's Dunboyne, who have played two games, won one and lost one. So there's four teams on two points, and then it's Dundry and uh, Nafina, pointless, but bear in mind, Dundry haven't yet played. Actually, that's that's not true. That should have been updated. Dundry did play on Bank Holiday Monday, and... They defeated Lock Crew, Lock Crew Gales. Uh, Gale Column Kills. So Dunry are on to two points as well. So that there's five teams on two five points. Five teams on two points. Well, and and, yeah. and uh yeah, incredible stuff. It leaves <laughs> leaves that one um wide open. The Fina, the only ones pointless. Um but a victory in the next game would bring them right back into it. So we'll move on to the under twenty football championship group B, uh or sorry, group A. And uh, this is the under twenty elite we'll say or uh the premiership team uh or, or division because there's a b c and whatever and the whole lot so uh the games played in group a on friday the 28th it was dunhamore ashburn 7 16 trim one goal and nine and god dunhamore ashburn really flying at all underage codes uh centerstown three goals and seven this game played on saturday rathholt one goal and 12 so a one point victory for centerstown over Rathoth in that one. So Dunhamore Ashburn are on the top of the table with four points and Centerson and Trim both have a victory each with Rathoth's second team, I think it is, on zero points. So in Group B, Davey? Yeah, in Group B, Mickey, there was... Um, uh, yeah, sorry. In Group B, there was two games played over the weekend. The first one was Friday night in uh, Pilltown and it was St. Colum Kills who had a 15 points to 11 point victory over screen. David Bell kicking five of the 15 for St. Colum Kills in that game. There was one game then on Saturday in the group, uh, round two action in Summerhill between Summerhill and Dunshockland. 5-12 to Summerhill, three points to Dunshockland. None of the intermediate uh, footballers that are involved with Dunshockland who are playing Leinster football next weekend were involved in this one. So a little bit of a false read in that one, but disappointed to see uh, Summerhill taking full advantage, doing a professional job and uh, getting their second win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to move on now to uh, the under-20 championship. Uh, we're going to go to the under-20D football championship. We'll start in Group uh, B and we'll work our way up, Dave, because it might make it a little bit easier for reading. On the 28th, Friday the 28th, that was, Beliver got the walkover from Dunshockland's, uh, that must be their second team, is it? 
and yeah. uh, and then uh, on Saturday, Slain one eighteen, Clonmacgill eight points, a massive victory there for Slain, a thirteen point victory, and they're on top of the table with six points from uh, three outings, absolutely brilliant. Clonmacgill just behind them on four points with uh, from three outings. Then we have Longwood and Beliver, both on two points from two outings. So it'll be interesting to see one of them will be able to join Clan McGill in second place. So um, that's going to be make for uh, interesting reading. We'll go up to Group A of the Under-20 D Football Championship. Yeah, uh, two games on Friday night, one on Saturday. Starting on Friday night, uh, Dunham Rashburn uh, comfortably defeated St. Colum Kills 2-11 to four points. Uh, that would be uh, a good win for Dunham Rashburn who uh, had a fantastic weekend across football and hurling then in Carlinstown St Michael's succumbed to Rakenny uh, three sorry 113 to 16 to the away to the away side and there was one game as well on Saturday where Jenkinstown Gales received a walkover from Rototh so what that means for the table is Jenkinstown Gales are two from two at the top uh, four points underneath them there's three teams tied on two St Colum Kills Rakenny and Dunham Ashburn and then rooted to the bottom it's Ratolt and St Michael's but Ratolt have only played one game so far yeah absolutely we're going to move on to the under 20c football championship and uh, group B um, one game played on Friday night it was in Denor it was St Mary's one goal and nine St Vincent's 12 points a draw and uh, that means that any Gales are top of the table with four points from two games and St Mary's have three just behind them and St. Vincent's on one with Minority rooted to the bottom, uh, Minority Karen Ross um, rooted to the bottom. And incidentally, that's St. Vincent's Curraha as well, just to um, give them their full title. It was St. Vincent's Curraha 12, St. Mary's 1 9. Don't want to get that wrong, so we don't. So, <laughs> um, under 20C, uh, Group A, Davy. Yeah, two games played this weekend and the first one was in Kilberry and uh, I know you were saying this one uh, could well have been moved and uh, it was in the end. I think it was meant to be in Gibstown. Um, but it didn't really matter because Wolf Tones lashed in seven goals and 21 points past Nafina. Um, I seen the Wolf Tones in the first round against our lads and I was impressed. Now, <laughs> they they were beaten they were beaten finalists last year in, in the A Great, I think, and I think they still have ten of the team of last year playing. So, yeah, I'm not sure about the grading. The only thing I will say is I think it's done on how what this team was when they were minor, and I think yeah. they were a little bit down the grades, but they're probably too good for this one. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Nafina thumped in the end by Wolf Tones. Wolf Tones safely through with a game to spare, and in the other game, uh, in Bechtov, Bechtov Dunsany. Had a three point victory over our lads, St. Dalton's and Cortown Gales, 210 to 110. And what that means for the table is that Wolf Tones and Bechtiv Dunsany are both through with a game to spare. They play each other in the last game to decide who tops the group. And unfortunately for St. Dalton's, Cortown Gales, and Nafina, that game will be academic in the final round. Yeah, and uh, it might even go ahead. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, in uh, the under 20B football championship, we're going into Group B. Again, two games played, both of them on Friday. The first one in Waterson. 2-8 to Waterstown, Nobber 1-8, three-point victory there for Waterstown. And in Ballinlock, again, the home side getting the victory here, One fifteen to Clonard, Ballinabrackies, uh, three goals and five. But sorry, I keep missing out on these amalgamations. It was Waterstown 2-8, Nobber, Kilmain and Wood 1-8. And Ballinlock 1-15, Clonard, Ballinabrackie, three goals and five. So Waterstown are top of the table with four points from their opening two games. Nobber, Kilmain and Wood and Ballinlock both have two points 
and uh, are in joint second place with Clannard, Ballinabracky, rooted to the bottom with no points. So moving on to Group A of the under 20B. Yeah, and uh, just one game down for decision over the last number of days, and that was on Thursday night in Dungani uh, between Drumcondrick Meadhill and Dundry, and it was an emphatic victory for the Drumcondrick Meadhill combination, three thirteen to seven points. They've scored eight goals and twenty seven points in their last two outings, and needless to say, they topped the table with four points and a huge score difference. Uh, second then is Dundry with two points and. With one game played is Oldcastle and Drumbarra with uh, no points to their name. Yeah, so uh, that game will become very vital in the, uh, going into the last round. Uh, moving on then to the under-20A Football Championship Group B. Two games played on Friday night. First one in Castleton, Kilbride, one fifteen. Kilary Emmett's uh, 13 points, so a five-point victory there for, Kilar- or for Kilbride. And the other game was Delique Bellustown against Gail Column Kill. Delique Bellustown coming out victorious on home ground, 12 points to Gail Column Kill's nine points. So Kilbride sit top of the table with four points. Then we have Delique Bellustown and Kilary Emmett with two points from their two outings, and Gail Column Kill with no points. So uh, Kil- looks like Kilbr- well, Kilbride are guaranteed a place in the knockout stages and it'll be either Delique Bellustain or Kilary Emmett who will join them in, uh, uh, in top spot. So moving on then, Davy, to uh, Group A of the Under-20 A Football Championship. Yeah, one game played on Friday night in Simonstown and St. Pat's had a big victory over Simonstown Gales. Four goals and 15 points to one goal and 13 points. Then on Saturday in Dunboyne, it was St. Peter's Dunboyne who had a landslide victory over Navinomatney's. Three goals and 20 points to Navinomatney's. One goal and seven points. And what that means for the table, all four teams have played two games, so we have a good read on it. Dunboyne sit top of the tree with four points from their two games. St. Pat's uh, sit second, one win from two. Simonstown are joined second as well, one win from two, but they're below Pats on, by virtue of the head to head. And bottom of the table after two games is Navin O'Mahony's. Yeah, uh, that Simonstown game, they trailed by, I think it was seven points in that first half, came back to within a point. St. Pat's got a goal um, and then got another goal. And sealed the victory at the very end with, with, with their fourth goal of the um, evening. Simonston just not able to get back uh, on level terms with them. But the, what that means is Simonston plays uh, Peterson Boyne in the last game and will need a big victory if they want to progress to the knockout stages. St. Pats will play at Navin O'Matney's in the last round. So, Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead.
Moving on now, um, and Davey, what we might do is we'll go to the Leinster fixtures that we have coming up. And um, I suppose we'll start with um, on Saturday in Wicklow, um, in Ockram at 1.30, uh, Castletown, um, the junior champions for 2022. They'll face off against Lara of Wicklow in the Leinster Junior Club quarter final. Um, huge day for the Castletown lads. It is. It is. They're playing against Lara, who just got by Amsterdam in the first round. Um, so I know the Castletown boys would have loved the trip to Amsterdam, but uh, unfortunately they're going to have to do with Ockram <laughs> some difference. But listen, they'll they'll be fully focused. They're going there and doing a job. But I'd expect them to win the game. Uh, I really would. And I know they'll they'll be warned against complacency and everything like that. But it, I think if they go up there and perform anything like that they performed this year, they'll win this game with a bit to spare. Great chance for them to go on a run. First ever voyage into Leinster for them. And uh, they'll want to put their best foot forward. They've had a few weeks to get themselves right as well. Jesus, Davey, I don't know if you've ever been to Auckland, but it's not that uh, much different to Amsterdam, if you ask me, with all the lovely flowing rivers going through the area and the whole lot. Maybe you're missing a few windows and uh, and a few people um, chilled out around the place, but they're probably a little bit madder down there in Auckland. It's a different type of uh, of uh, of drugged, let's just say. It's a mad place to go, but a great place to go. Um, on Saturday also, at one thirty, but this game is in Park Tolchin in Navan. It's going to be Dunshockland who make their bow in the Leinster Club Intermediate Football Championship, taking on Bally League of Kildare uh, in Navan Davy at one thirty pm in Park Tolchin, the home of football. Is it Bally League or Bally Tig? Bally Tig, I think. Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, I think I yeah, misspelled that one. It's it's a team that includes Kildare sharpshooter Jimmy Highland. He scored one twenty five in the Kildare Championship this year. So I'd imagine that's going to be a job for the brilliant Ushin Foley, possibly, to try and uh, get a hold of him. Dunshockland are our favourites to win the Leinster Championship, and I think they probably can thank uh, Trim for for maybe that, because uh, obviously the way in which Trim dismantled pretty much everything in their wake in the Leinster last year has probably drawn similarities to the way Dunshockland have gone through the intermediate and mead this year. But it's a difficult and tricky opener for them. Uh, they'll want to be on their game. Again, they've had three weeks to get themselves right for this. Um, and I know they're putting a huge, huge emphasis on this competition. Like they've, They were back training the Tuesday after the county final. We've seen them not giving uh, players up to their under-20 team as well. So that would or the regional it. team as well. Or the regional team, exactly. Like they, they are going to give this an almighty rattle. So I'd expect them Shockland to uh, hopefully make it two from two uh, for the weekend. Davy, just on before, like we'll move on now in a, a moment. But have you ever seen a team go in as odds-on favourites for a Leinster club championship? Like they're literally even money to win Leinster, not to win this game. I haven't. No, I I had a few quid on Trim last year. I think at four to one from the start to win the Leinster when they won Mead, and I expected maybe something similar, maybe just not as generous this year. When I went in and I seen it, I think they were eleven to ten. In uh, in the place I priced them up at, I, I couldn't really believe it. And I, Dunshockland won't want to look into that too much or read into that too much because in Leinster, you know yourself, Mickey, you come up against a lot of unknown quantities and uh, teams can catch you on the hop from time to time. I think the winners play the Dublin champions or it could be Cooley from Loud. And I think that Cooley side from Loud are a decent side as well. So, um, yeah, it, it should be um, should be a tough one anyway Saturday before they even start thinking about the next day. 
Yeah, the winners will face either Cooley Kickhams of Loud or Nave Barogue of Dublin. But um, yeah, incredible, incredible team and incredible pricing, I think. Um, I just think that's that's scary to see that going in. Yes, you're probably right. They have Trim to thank for that. And, and their performance against Trim earlier this year in the league, where they, if we, if you call a spade a spade, they should have won that league final, the Division uh, 1B league final. Um, it was an incredible finish for Trim. But, um, you know, since that game, Dunshockland have gone from strength to strength. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Dunshockland can do in Leinster. Um, and especially with that massive favourites tag on their back as well. The following day, Sunday, it'll be the turn of Ratoth. And they will face off against Road of Offaly in Park Tolchin at 2pm in the Leinster quarter final. Um, you know, I, I remember Simon Sim played... Road of Offaly in the in 2016 in the Leinster quarter final down in Tullamore. I think if we had them in Navan, um, that we would have we would have got by them. We ended up losing by three points in the end. Um, but this is a this is a without without knocking my team in any way. I suppose in the last six years, the game has evolved so much, fitness levels and everything have evolved so much even in six years that I think that this Latot side could do a job on, on road um, in Park Tolchin on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. I really do hope so, yeah. I think it's it's been so long since we've had anything to shout about at senior level in, in Leinster. And listen, the the, the, the gas thing about that road team that probably come up against your side, Mickey, is a lot of those fellas are still going. Do you know, it's, it's an aging yeah. team, whereas the Ratoad side, by and large, is, is a young enough side. Um, and I think they've already got their little bit of a taste at Leinster a couple of years ago. They were beaten by uh, by Athlone, wasn't it? Desi Dolan's side down in Mullingar, and um, they'll 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 probably have learned an awful lot from that. And they've had it a little bit more of a break now between winning the championship and getting into Leinster, which again I think will suit them. They'll celebrate it, but there'll be no obviously Joey Wallace available to them. But aside from that, I think they should be at full throttle, and it's a good opportunity for them to. Um, to, to get a victory here and hopefully kick on. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to wish Rathout and uh, Castleton and, of course, Dunshockland the very, very best of luck in um, uh, in their respective um, Leinster campaigns, which all kick off this weekend. So um, best of luck to all of those teams. Davey, we're going to move on now and we're going to have a look at the fixtures that are coming up also in the under 20 football we're going to do the under 21 hurling and we're going to do also the regional championship so i'm going to let you run through the fixtures from the n2 electrical under 21 hurling championship yeah we'll start in group b uh sunday the 6th of november there's uh drumree versus dunham rashburn at 11 o'clock in Kilberry, it's Wolf Tones versus Retote also at 11. And the final game comes from Paddy O'Brien Park. Navin O'Matneys versus uh, St. Pat's in Paddy O'Brien Park. So that's it all from Group B. And uh, then we'll move on to, to, to the N2 Electrical Under-21 Hurling Championship proper. Uh, and the 6th, which is next Sunday as well, in Retote. It's Retote versus Clannagale at 11. In Kaline, Kaline Longwood combination take on Trim at 11 a.m. And finally, in Father Plunkett Memorial Park on Sunday at 11 o'clock, it's Kildalki versus Kilmessen. Excellent stuff, Dave. We'll move on then to the under 21A Hurling Championship and uh, the fixtures uh, for next week. 
are the 6th of November. In Dundry, it's Dundry against Nafina. In Grange Garden, it's La Crue Gale Cullum Kills against St. Peter's Dunboyne. And the final game, we'll see Rath Maline taking on Kiltail at 11am. So we'll move on now to the Coolright Under-20 Football Championship and we'll go to uh, Group B. Yeah, two games down for decision on Friday night. First one comes your way from Pilltown. It's St. Column Kills against Summerhill, 8 o'clock throwing for that one. Also an 8 o'clock start for Screen against Dunshockland. And on Friday night uh, in Centralstown from Group A, it's going to be Centralstown against Trim. And on Saturday, uh, it will be Rathote against Dunmore Ashburn at 2pm in Rathote. So we'll move on now to the under-20D football championship, Davy. Yeah, round three action starting on Friday night. It's Longwood versus Slane. Eight o'clock throw in for that one in Longwood. And then on Saturday at two o'clock in Appoy, it's Clannagale versus Dunshockland. Yeah, there are the games from Group B. In Group A on Friday night, it's Dunmore Ashburn against St. Michael's. That one is at, uh, has an eight o'clock throw in. On Saturday in Kilcloon, it's Jenkinstown Gales against Rakenny, a 2 p.m. throw in. And also a 2 p.m. throw in on Saturday in Rathout. It's Rathout against St. Column Kills. Moving on then to the under 20C football championship, Davy. Two games on Friday night, both throwing in at eight o'clock. The first one comes from Denor. It's St. Mary's versus Innie Gales. And then in Masterson Park in Ardcath, it's St. Vincent's Curraha against Minolte, Karen Ross, a decent looking combination tussle in that one. Yeah, again, there are Group B games from the under-20C. From Group A, it's St. Dalton Courtown Gales against Nafina on Saturday at 2pm. Also on Saturday at 2pm, in Bective, it's Bective Dunsany against the uh, boys from Wolf Tones. And uh, we'll move up now to the under-20B football championship, Davy. Yeah, one game on Friday night in this. It's in Ballinlock and it takes place between Ballinlock and Waterstown. That's 8 o'clock start for that one. And then on Saturday, there's one game in St. Finian's Park between Clonard, Balnabracki and Nobber v. Sorry, Nobber and Kilmain and Wood. Two o'clock start for that one. Yeah, I got caught with that, with that one earlier on as well. It's a, it's a tough one. Again, Davey, that is the under-20B, Group B uh, Football Championship, the Cool Rate Refrigeration Under-20B Football Championship. And in the Group A of the under-20B Football Championship, on Friday night in Millbrook, it's Oldcastle against Dundry at 8 o'clock. And on Saturday in Drumbarra, it's Drumbarra Emmets against Drumcondrat Mead Hill. Davey, just on that one, hmm. like, who? what team would you be calling for there? Um, because, you know, it was said to us in Kells the other night, you don't like Drumbarra Emmets. You know, I, I get the feeling that you don't like Drum Condrit. So, like, what do, you, do you want to draw in this game? Uh, if I was to pick, I, I don't know. I think Drumbarra could be in a little bit of, I don't know, something might have happened the other night in one of their games. So it remains to be seen if this game might go ahead at all. Uh, but listen, it's hard not to fancy Jim Connor Mead Hill. What did I say? Yeah, they're flying. 527 or something in their two eight, games. Eight goals. Uh, eight goals, yeah. So listen, games. they should. Now, the only thing is they're true and Trumbara, if if this game goes ahead, uh, will need a win. So possibly the, their need is greater, but you'd have to fancy the, the boys from further north need. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on then to uh, the under 20A football championship, Davy. Yeah, and uh, one game on Friday night in Paddy O'Brien Park, Navajo Matinees versus St. Pat's, 8 o'clock start for that one. And then on Saturday in Dunboyne, it's St. Peter's Dunboyne versus Simonstown Gales, 2 o'clock throw in for there. Yeah, and um, trying to trick me there, that's from Group A of the Under-20 A uh, Football Championship, and I'm going to go and do Group B this time in the Under-20 A 
Football Championship in Dulique on Friday night. It's Dulique Bellingston against Kilari Emmets. And then on Saturday in Grange Garden, it's Gail Column Kill against Kilbride. So uh, I think that is the full round of fixtures for under 20 football and the under 21 hurling. Davey, we're going to move on now to the regional championship. And again, just let our listeners know that if you can't make it it's to uh, Dungani on either Tuesday or Wednesday evening, we will be bringing commentary, but nothing beats being there. So if you can get to the games, uh, do get over there to Dungani because you'll be treated to some wonderful football. A lot of talk at the dinner dance the other night, Davey, about how uh, good this regional championship has been already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been it's been superb. Do you want me to run through the Group A games? Yeah, you run through the Group A games. Yeah, both of them down for decision on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night in Dungani, pitch one and two respectively. First up at half past seven, it's Darnley versus Bruno Bonia. Two teams looking for their first win, and uh, two teams who have already won games as the two North Mead sides, Lock Crew and on They go toe to toe from eight p.m. Should be a cracker there in pitch two in Dungani. Yeah, it's fallen nicely, so it has the way the uh, two winning sides in each group play each other um, the second day out. Of course, your own Darnley are out, Davy against Loch Crew. Um, a nice little local derby. You've got Dundry, Clonagales, Daltons and Courtown uh, playing for Darnley. And then, obviously, with Loch Crew, Oldcastle, Ballinlock, Moyla and St. Bridget. So you should know each other fairly well, um, uh, these two teams. No, we're playing Bruno Bonia actually. Oh, we're playing, sorry. Uh, we're playing Dulic, St. Pat's, Vincent's, and Mary's. That's our that's our game Tuesday night. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, we played we played um we played the boys in Lock Crew. No, we didn't play the boys in Lock Crew. We played the boys in on Tushkart last week. No kidding. So um ah yes, I was looking at the following week's uh, uh games as Bruno Bonia is right. And then in group B on Wednesday night, um Dungani pitch one. It'll be Tara against Boyne uh, Valley. And Tara consists of Dunshockland, Blackall Gales, Dunsany, Kilbride and St. Paul's. And uh, Boyne Valley consists of Rathkenny, Waterstown, Bective and Slane. If I'm not mistaken, both of those teams got victories the first day out, Davey. They did, yeah. Yeah, and the second game will be between Blackwater and my Fenner. So a chance for either Blackwater or my Fenner to get themselves back in the hunt for a knockout play, uh, place. My Fenner... Beliver, Longwood, Boards Mill and Clonard and uh, then Blackwater is of course St. Michael's, Drumbarra, Kilmainham, Karen Ross and Minolte. So, um, you know, who's your money on for that one? Uh, I think Blackwater will bounce back against my Fenra and I'll go with Boyne Valley to make a two from two when they take on Tara. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very, very, very interesting. And again, just to let all our listeners know, we will, of course, be doing uh, the um, the regional review later in the week where we'll have interviews from those games. But we will be doing commentary on both Tuesday and Wednesday night. So if you can't get there, you know, you'll be able to listen to it on our... Um, what is the system that we use? Mixelor. Mixelor. Yes, Mixelor account. Yeah. Oh, God. It's been a tough weekend, Davey. So it's been a tough weekend. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, 
control Auto Mower from your phone. Auto Mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Well, it's time now, Davy, to move on to our lotto segment. And I know this is one of our uh, listeners' favourite parts of the podcast. Yeah, first up, <laughs> it's the one they all uh, fast forward. This is the one, yeah, this is the one they're all waiting for. Yeah, uh, Cortland GFC first up on the results from the 28th, which was last Friday night. 11,400 euro of a jackpot, not one. Um, the numbers were 16, 18, 25, and 29. Five 20 euro winners were Pat Dunn, Emma Mangan, Michelle Farrell, Elaine Byrne, and Caroline Davis. The second trolley dash finalist goes to Geraldine Curran. And we go again with 11,500 and another place in our trolley dash final on Friday night at cortlandga.com forward slash lotto. Castletown. Coming in from the 25th of October, their jackpot of 4,900 wasn't won. 9, 13, 17 and 25, the numbers. The lucky dip winners collected 30 euro each were Colm Smith, Lisa Kelly, Jerry Morris, Brendan White and Fergal Ryan. Navin O'Matney's results also from the 25th. There was no jackpot winner, um, but they had two match three winners who were N Dunnigan and Sarah Dungan. Uh, the numbers were 13, 14, 15, and 21. 5,900 euro on the 1st of November. Blackhall Gales results from the 24th of October. The numbers were 6, 8, 14, and 20. There were no jackpot winners. Uh, 30 year winners were Noel Dalton, Karen Fitzgerald, Patrick O'Reilly, Connor Ferris, and the seller's prize went to Peter Mallon. The next draw takes place on the 7th of November at the Middle Mead football pitch uh, jackpot of 10,000 with a reserve of 3,200 euro. Drabara, their results from last week, 11, 12, 21 and 27, 4,700 euro, not one. 30 euro winners were Sean Smith, Holly Jordan, Martina Carey, Hayley Lynch and John Morris. Uh, Manalvi, results from last Monday night, 1, 5, 15, 16, Sorry, 115, 16, and 27. No jackpot winner. Three 20 euro winners were Katie Taylor. Not the Katie what? Taylor, I'd imagine. Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you for me, 25 euro. <laughs> I bet you take it as well. You should take the money. Yeah. Uh, Paul Keneally and Dara Toner. Uh, the next draw takes place on the 21st, or sorry, 31st, which is tonight. 1,200 euro at Manalvi GFC, or you can play it on the Club Force app. Longwood, their jackpot of 9,400 euro wasn't won last time out. Uh, the next draw takes place tonight, 31st of October. The lucky dip winners last week were Ellie May Ennis, Michael Dixon, and Geraldine Mulvey. The numbers drawn were 3, 7, 12, and 19. Dunshockland and Royal Gales results from last Monday night 3, 4, 18 and 28 there was no jackpot winners two match three winners collecting 100 euro each were Vera Scully and Nisha Hartigan uh, next draw takes place on Tuesday the 1st of November at half eight live on Facebook 1600 to be won this week by playing at Club Force um, the next one and I think it could be possibly the final one uh, is Walterstown and their results from the 23rd of October 7, 18, 
eight and 25, no jackpot winner. Uh, there was no match three winners either. And the next draw is 3,700 euro. And that's it from me, Mickey. Excellent. Well, Davey, we have uh, the usual in from Centristown and from uh, Simonstown. Centristown's uh, lotto is uh, taking place this evening and it's 3,100 euro. If it's not won, it'll be 3,200 next week. And you can do that through smartlotto.ie or go to any of their social media pages and you'll find the link there. And also in from Jelly in Simonstown, uh, the draw taking place last Friday night. Uh, no jackpot winner of the 1,550 euro uh, jackpot. And the match three winners were Francis Byrne and Catherine Gorman. The numbers drawn were 5, 20, 24 and 30. Next Friday's jackpot, November the 4th, will be 1600 and you can play it online or through the club's app app uh, and also a, a second little message in from jelly he likes to do that from time to time it depends on how busy he is he says i hope you're up to date this week on the league of ireland too i'm sure there'll be some for you on instagram interactive mon the town and then he has the checkered flag the checkered um uh, uh flag for 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 dundalk so uh, i'm sure we will have a bit of uh league of ireland in the instagram interactive daily but uh jelly just making sure that we have it yeah we better get to it sure first and foremost from jelly uh, uh, and he said dundalk Back in European playoffs, Rovers three in a row, Finn Harps drop and Cork City are back up. Yeah, um, Dundalk with a 2-1 win over Bohemians. Shamrock Rovers beat Derry City in that massive game yesterday and uh, that means that they have uh, won the league. Um, yeah, um, great stuff and Dundalk um, within three points of um, of, of Derry City now. With, what is it? How many games? One game left to go or something? Is it? Yeah, I, I think, or is that it? Is that it? Is yeah, it 25 I, games? I think so, possibly, or oh, maybe okay. one left to go. Is that right? I uh, think it could be one left. Doesn't matter, yeah, that, that game between Rovers and Derry was actually academic, the way things have gone in recent weeks. Finn Harps relegated UCD in the playoffs. They'll take on, uh, they take on the winner of Waterford and Galway in the first division. Um, Harpstown, Ollie Horgan has stepped aside as well. Great manager for Finn Harpstown through the years. And uh, yeah, Dundalk back in Europe. So that's pretty much it from, from the League yeah, of Ireland. And, that's and enough. Jack Walsh oh, just says 20 times, 20 times Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> yeah, well, well done, Shamrock Rovers. Look, come here on board of the uh, League of Ireland stuff now. Can we move on? Okay, fair enough. Don O'Leary <laughs> said top quality hurley ball in Myla of a Monday morning in the lashing rain. Yeah, I actually seen a video on uh, Instagram of them sweeping the rain off the uh, the kind of six yard box before the game here. Like there was just puddles and they were literally sweeping the rain off. It was just crazy stuff. But uh, uh, don't really feel like they made the journey. They got a big win uh, over the Lockrew Gale Column Kill amalgamation there. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love the hurley ball. You too. Um Sean Fitzgerald wants to know, or sorry, he says Beanie Faulkner missing sitters once again. Oh uh, was he? Trim Celtic, yeah. I think he's he's on the he's on the wane by the looks of it. Uh is that one need not over now, or is it, it must be the final weekend or maybe next weekend is the last weekend of the soccer, is it? I think so, yeah. They were playing though. They definitely were playing and they won, I think. Uh Tony Carney uh, wants to know why are early season competitions not being completed? Yeah, that's a, yeah, it is disappointing. Um, he's dead right. Um, you know the, the cup competitions that weren't finished earlier in the year are not going to be finished. Um, 
like I'd love to see them finished we want the regional championship played it's been played the under 20 football championship has been played the 121 hurling championship has been played um yeah I, I, he has a point that I, I really do think that those knockout competitions should have been finished the knockout cup competitions um, and it's disappointing that they're going to be you know dragging on until January February of, of 2023 yeah it, it is I, like and I, I like they're all it, it brings the the stature of the competitions yeah. down as well it's probably bad no not bad enough but the fact that they're being looked at as pre-season competition is okay, okay, if you get them run off and done when they're supposed to, but the fact they're not going to be played, and this isn't the first year this has happened, yeah. Um, but but I do understand that, I suppose, at the minute you've got regional, you've got under 20 happening across football and hurling, pitches, as we've seen kind of over the weekend, aren't getting any better with the weather that we're having, so it's probably nigh and impossible to get them completed now, Um, but it is disappointing that they haven't been finished. Some of them some of them hadn't even their final round group games played. Others were just, I think, entering semi-final stage. Yeah, they're not. No, you hit the done. you hit the nail on the head. It, it it takes away from the prestige of these competitions. And you know, the Fesh Cup going back in the day was nearly as big as the Senior Championship. You know, and I I just don't like seeing that happening to to what was such an amazing, uh, prestigious trophy to win in me. And it just it takes it down a notch and. I remember my first game back for Simonstown in 2008, I think it was, because there was no similar competition in Cavan. I was allowed to play in the final of the Fesh Cup against Centristown, and that was the previous year. It was 2007's Fesh Cup final, and it was played in Park Tolchin in February of 2008. And that's not, that's not right. No. Uh, the next one comes in from Daniel Mannix, and he said, Mead men involved in the underdogs. Oh, yeah, in the hurling. Um, you, you, did you get to see this now? They were well beaten by Waterford in the end. Yeah, they were. I actually did. And uh, to me, the man of the match was the goalkeeper, Philip O'Brien from Sebastian yeah. Mullen. He was absolutely fantastic. He made three or four top saves. I couldn't understand how he didn't get the player of the match award. Um, he's in with the Mead senior hurlers, I believe, at the moment as well, which is great for him. And I suppose the underdogs has given him that bit of a, a bit more exposure. And um, it, it's actually brilliant because when I did the interview with Shorsha Bulfin, whenever it was two or three months ago, he actually sent in an Instagram interactive forum and said, "How do lads from East Mead or from junior hurling get noticed?" and there he is, and he's he's on the Mead hurling panel now. Well, all Kudos you have to, to do, yeah. apparently, all you have to do is just get in contact with our Instagram interactive. Yeah, the, sure. They're all listening to it, so it's like a matchmaking uh, tool. Um, <laughs> but Paul Fagan, the Kildaki man, was also the subkeeper for the underdogs as well. So two good goalkeepers were in there, and uh, they gave a good account of themselves down there on I think it was Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom O'Connor said 17 goals for Dunham or Ashburn under 20 teams in football and hurling. I presume that's just over the weekend. That's some goal. Yeah, yeah, well, we did say it. Um, you know, incredible stuff from I did didn't they score seven goals in the in the hurling um in the under 21? And then obviously yeah. the, 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 they were kicking them as well for fun in the under 20s. Um incredible stuff. I, I said it earlier on, a club that you know, are getting things so right at underage level. It's only a matter of time before they're competing. It's scary to think how strong they are at the moment at underage level. Yes, there are a couple of other teams that are outstanding. We'll say the likes of Trim and the Hurling or whatever, but St. Pat's are not far 
behind when it comes to getting to finals and stuff at the moment. Yeah, exactly. That's it from Insta, Mickey. That's it from Insta. Short and sweet this week. Short yeah. and sweet this week. I suppose um, after the regional championship games during the week, uh, we might get a bit more Instagram interactive. We'll mention that on uh, the commentaries as well to get in contact with us. Let us know your thoughts on the regional championship and everything that's going on at this time of the year. And we've got so much more to look forward to on the uh, um, on the Loyal Royals podcast as well. Just again, just to remember that we have the managerial merry-go-round. That is great fun. We absolutely love that one because it's just uh, the highs and lows of uh, being a committee in um, in Mead GA club football. It's absolutely incredible. And of course, we will be doing the Leinster roundup fixtures and results uh, uh, for the fixtures for next weekend, the results from last weekend. So look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Meat podcast. Remember, we are meat. Why? It matters more.